0: It certainly is interesting times, with everything shutting down, gun sales skyrocketing and local and state governments trying to curb those sales by pretty much any means necessary, while simultaneously telling law enforcement not to respond to calls unless they are active or violent emergencies. I'll get to the details in a moment, but that's why the Second Amendment is more important now than ever, and why protecting yourself, both physically and legally, should be a top priority. Because we all know it doesn't matter that the cops aren't responding to be If you defend your life or property, they're still going to throw the book at you, at least in most states. Thankfully, the U.S.C.C.A. is there to protect gun owners in self-defense situations, but their legal and financial protection extends beyond even defensive gun uses to pretty much any self-defense situation. According to FBI stats, a violent crime occurs every 26 seconds in America, and I can't imagine that this number will decline during a national emergency. If criminals don't care about laws, they sure as hell aren't going to care about quarantines, especially if they know the police aren't going to show up. To get started with the USCCA today, you can click the link down in the description or text DOLL to 87222. Some of these reports about cops not responding to issues are admittedly anecdotal. I know people in law enforcement who have told me they've been instructed not to answer the bulk of calls. But several departments across the country have made their new policies public. Earlier this week, Cincinnati police point-blank told people they would not be responding to BE calls or assault calls, period. This resulted in a lot of public backlash, so the department amended their policy to say they would respond to be at while the subject was still in the home, and only then. If the suspect left, police wouldn't respond. They also changed their assault policy depending on the level of estimated medical attention needed. Same for car accidents. They are instead telling people to report these issues via email. Want to send some email? Type the message. Click here. And it's done. Welcome. You've got mail. Dallas and Chicago police have also implemented similar measures. Philadelphia police have announced they will be delaying arrests for prostitution, which should be legal anyways. But they're also going to delay arrests for theft, burglary, harassment, and other crimes. But that's just the Little League stuff. The Legal Aid Society in New York, which is the state hardest hit so far, has demanded an immediate freeze on all arrests as well as the release of everyone being held on pretrial. Now regardless of your position on the policies, you have to admit advertising it publicly is not going to create an overall feeling of safety and well-being for most residents. Especially when some of these same law enforcement entities are telling gun owners not to use their guns. So really, it's a no-brainer that gun sales are skyrocketing, but of course governments can't have that. Oh no! Here are just a few examples. As I mentioned in a live stream a little over a week ago, which feels like about a hundred years in quarantine time, a number of police departments in Massachusetts have suspended the gun permitting process for new licenses and, in some cases, renewals. For those of you in free states, Massachusetts requires a license to buy any gun, so no licenses means no gun sales. Next door in Rhode Island, the governor signed an executive order to extend the waiting period on gun sales from 7 days to 30. The governor says it's because the police departments are overwhelmed and can't process all the needed background checks in the 7 day period, citing an increase from the 28 applications a day to over 400 in 3 days. Technically speaking, If police are now only responding to major crimes, I would imagine that they would have more time to do these background checks, but, uh, I guess that's none of my business. Over in L.A. County, the Sheriff Department made a pretty valiant effort to close all gun stores completely. He reasoned that Governor Newsom didn't directly name gun stores as essential and told local news he didn't agree with people panic buying, complete with a jab about how gun owners are only useful during a zombie apocalypse. He argued that gun shops should only be able to serve law enforcement during a crisis, and that regular citizens were abusing this loophole. So, naturally, his answer to this problem was to tell FFLs to close up shop. To achieve this, he sent out deputies to all local FFLs to enact these orders. Luckily, the pushback was intense. Gun owners of California and the California Rifle and Pistol Association immediately threatened legal action, forcing the county's attorney to officially rule gun shops as essential. The sheriff is, however, still telling people that buying guns is a bad idea. Pennsylvania also tried to close down gun shops and by some pre-Easter miracle actually got shot down by the state Supreme Court. Again, it wasn't shot down until someone threatened a lawsuit. Now, in New Jersey, Governor Phil Murphy's executive order also doesn't mention gun shops, but he shut down the state's online background check service anyway, and later declared gun shops as non-essential. Cool beans. A federal lawsuit has already been filed by the Second Amendment Foundation, but no action on it yet. As of March 20th, Florida also joined the growing list of governments and entities suspending new gun permits. For some reason, the Commissioner of Agriculture is the one in charge over there, and she is shutting down new permit applications until at least April 19th. She says it's because she doesn't want the police doing fingerprints, but also refuses to take fingerprints from any other source or service, unless you work in law enforcement or security. Florida Carey is challenging this one based on both the Second Amendment and a 2017 Florida Supreme Court ruling. In Bellingham, Washington, the City Council is debating an emergency measure that, among its other features, would give the mayor the power to halt all firearm and ammo purchases in the city. Local lawmakers have been trying to quell public discord by assuring the citizens that that's not the part of the measure that's up for debate. New Orleans has a similar measure now in place, as does Champaign, Illinois. The mayor there has assured the public that she's actually had this power all along, so it's nothing new. Very comforting. I feel so much better already. Even New Mexico has gone gun store crazy and has now ordered the state patrol to go around and close shops personally. Apparently they haven't learned yet from the other states that have been doing this. On Sunday, the Trump administration officially announced that gun shops are considered an essential business, however, anti-gun groups are encouraging local governments to ignore those guidelines. Either way, all of these governments and sheriffs and police departments that are violating gun rights in varying degrees all have one other thing in common. They all want you to know that they support the Second Amendment. That is today's roundup of Second Amendment news. Being that this is a controversial topic and YouTube is both flagging content and not conducting the usual reviews, please make sure you like, share, and subscribe, and check out the partners down in the description if you're able. If you like my work and want to help support the channel in other ways, you can find me on Patreon or Subscribestar, grab some merch, or get a one-time donation through PayPal. Until next time, stay safe and happy shooting.